everyday life issues, broken down to help you build your own opinions on the issues that matter most. Coming to you from Austin, Texas, this is The Deciding Factor with your host, Alton Hill and John Herzog. Hey everyone, thank you for listening today. Today our podcast is going to be about marriage and whether you should get married or stay single. We'll talk about our issues and our pros to marriage, as well as give you some statistics and everything. And we actually have a special guest. Alton brought his wife, Heather, to join us today. Hello. Yep. And uh, so how are y'all doing? Great. Heather didn't want to do the podcast, but, uh, you know, triggering by the hair. So we're good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. Nice. She survived it. Did she? So uh, I actually want to start out with some stories. Do y'all have any fun stories about marriage or your dating life in the past? I guess the most interesting thing that people uh, they think is exciting, I guess. And, um, you know, I guess not very many people date when they are 13 and they're still married to the same person and never like broke up or anything like that. So I guess you could say that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Heather found a keeper for sure. (laughs) So you're like 23 years in the making. Yeah. Long time. 96 to 20, whatever that is. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'll let you do the math later. Um, I actually have a story that's kind of from the dating gone bad, I guess. So back in the day, I was dating a girl and we were going to get married. And it turns out um, I, I thought it was a bad idea and I didn't think we'd last. So I stopped, called it quits. The problem is, is I she paid off some of my debt at the time. And I told her then, I said, you know, if things don't work out, I don't have the money to, to pay you back. So what, you know, I don't know if that's the smartest thing for you to do. She did it anyways. We broke up and the first thing she did was she called the Judge Alex show, which was a show I believe on Fox back in the day. It's like Judge Judy. Oh, wow. Right. But it's just small claims court. Uh, it's not divorce court because luckily I didn't have to do that, but, uh, they, the producers called me and said, Hey, this girl wants to take you to court to sue you for money that you owe her is what she says. So you can either come on the show and not pay a dime or chance it in real court. And then you might have to pay it. I I mean, I I knew good and well, it was a gift and, uh, it didn't concern me, but then to get me on there, they said, you know, we'll, we'll give you some money. So they paid me to come on the show, you know, oh, wow. flew me out there. I had a limousine take me to a hotel. I had my own trailer. I mean, it was a really cool setup. The only problem is, is the editing of the video went bad. And it looks like I said absolutely nothing during the show. Uh, I did win, but <laughs> I mean, it looked bad. So I thought that those were just like. What an experience. Like a, like a reality show or something, but it's like actually legit. Yeah. Yeah, the only difference is is they'll shoot several in one day and they have the same um, audience. They just rotate them around, Mm, right? Nice. So it's kind of cool. Don't get me wrong. It was a fun experience, but uh, I tried to find that video again. You can't find it. Like you can find Mm. it titled from that season, that episode and everything. 
but you can't find the actual video, but you yeah. can find all the other ones. So interesting. It's really weird. But so, so yeah, like marriage is a pretty big deal though. Right. And just relationships in general, I think marriage is kind of like the one that a lot of people think about when they think about relationships, because you know, marriage is the one that you actually live with the person. <laughs> so if you, you know, if you can make that one work, I mean, I have a lot of good friends that I love them to death, want to spend tons of time with them, but just the thought of living in the same house with them makes me cringe. Yeah. So yeah, tough stuff. So I guess what's your opinion on the, you know, living together while you're dating versus no, you should save it till after the wedding. Um, to do that. I know my wife would be for uh, living together ahead of time to get all the bumps out of the road is, I guess what they say, but I know it's kind of a toss up between a lot of people. Well, <clears throat> you can I, chime in too, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, that's what my dad recommended actually, when he found out that I was going to get married. When he found out by me calling him and asking <laughs> to which he responded, no. So, yes, um, that is a true story. He wasn't, uh, he was not in favor of us getting married, but as far as living together, I would say that morally I'm on the page that you should get married first. That's definitely what I'm going to strongly suggest to my children and um, yeah so I think what people say is that you know hey you got to work things out before and we have to live together because some things might come up and then you know I might want to pull that eject right but I think that that really that attitude is in some ways can doom you from the start, right? So I think if you compare it to a business, how many businesses start and then fail soon, right? But then when you ask them, and, and we get calls from people starting a business, and I always ask, like, how much money do you want to make with this business per year? And if they just say, oh, I just want to make a little, it's just kind of a hobby, I'm like, mm, look, you're not even serious here. And so that would be my argument for, I mean, I think that you should wait for marriage, right? But the whole living together and the reasoning behind it to me is, yeah, you need to get to know the person. Yeah, you should spend some time dating. But do you need to sleep in the same bed to know if they're going to work for you? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I I'm in agreement with that. I think that's true about the, the commitment you know, it's like, are, are they serious enough to be uh, lifelong partners as opposed to just let me see if this roommate works out type of idea. So I'm certainly in agreement with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of OCD when it comes to like cleaning and everything. So, you know, I, my wife says I've changed ever since we moved in together versus our dating life because we didn't live together before we got married. But uh you know, I, I do like the dishes put in the dishwasher a certain way. I, I do like to make sure that our bathroom isn't covered in hair or, or hair dye. 
or whatever it may be. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, I get the point, you know, you want to see what you're dealing with before you get in a marriage. The problem is, is when you're not married and then you live together, you kind of talked about it was, uh, there's not, not a true commitment. You can leave at any time. It's very easy. And I think you just have that lack of effort that you put when you're just dating versus when you're married. Of course, it also has to do, I think, with religion also. You know, I was raised very religious. Alton, I think you were. And then Heather, you weren't even. Not so much. Not no. so much. <laughs> so let's let's kind of talk about that. How, how important is religion in marriage uh, and how did it work out between y'all? I mean, I would say... <clears throat> I mean, religion is one thing, but then having a, I mean, for me, I think I really knew what I wanted. And I think Heather came into the relationship also really knowing what she wanted, but it wasn't based on something that God said. So I think that... Being, having that clarity and knowing what you want or being willing to figure it out and, and voice that is helpful. And I think kind of that's where we started coming together, right? I mean, would you agree with that? Yes. Because she wasn't, she didn't have a bunch of, you know, criteria, I guess, for me from like, you have to go to church or whatever, which I was kind of coming into it like that, though, because my relationship with God was, um, it was important. Not that I was doing <laughs> a very good job holding up my end of the bargain, but it was something that I kind of foresaw me growing into. Which is something that I, that I saw and was attracted to also that there was like this, um, uh, a godly person, um, trying to be godly person. Well, yeah saying that I wanted to be committed, I think was how I would phrase that. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so, you know, from my perspective, it was just like, you know, I didn't even know what it was all about and seeing that there was like this commitment and like he was totally committed to like, you know, attending church and like it was, an, it was important to him and you could tell. And so, you know, and you didn't see that in very many like uh, boys at that time. <laughs> At all. So um, that's certainly something that stood out. I mean, at the time, I know we were super young and everything, but. Yeah, but I, I would say I'm 37 now <clears throat> and based on my experience, that's all of it. I mean, that really is, it's not religion. It's knowing what the priorities are, which I think come from the Bible. And I think that that's loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. And it turns out that your spouse is your neighbor. And the Bible talks a lot about what love actually is and what it's not. And I think when you start studying what love actually is, it helps you figure out how bad you're falling short <laughs> and, and where you need to change the game. And then uh, when you start looking at Jesus and what he did, and the forgiveness that he offers, then it's like the other side of that coin, right? So I can keep blowing it constantly, 
but I'm trying. And Heather's like, well, I have to be forgiving. So I guess I'll hang in here with this guy. <laughs> right. So it, it benefits you both. Cause I'm trying to do a better job and she's trying to deal right better. And I think that if you have two people who are committed to loving better and, and growing and working towards yeah. being better, I think is a big key also, because I think you, you can't just think that marriage is like, it, like we got lucky or something, which is what we hear often, but. Oh, y'all are so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You like, don't know we've how been... hard we work. Whoa, whoa. I'm scared. <laughs> how hard I work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we certainly uh, uh, have worked towards a good relationship. So. But it was easy to work hard, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no. totally. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's. That's it, though. It's like when you look at the standard that we have, what's this? The standard is perfection. It's perfect love. And I'm not there. Right. (laughs) Raise my hand, you know. And so that's I think that that's part of that growth. Gotcha. And, And and where does that come? How do you have that mindset? I need to be more like Jesus. I need to be more forgiving, need to be more loving. I need to be willing to die for this person. I need to lay down everything for this person, for that person, for my family. I don't know where that comes from if it's not coming from your relationship with God. Because without that higher power, that kind of, I mean, I'm sure some people could just make that up on their own, but uh, I know where that idea comes from. Nice. So I actually have been through a divorce and then have now gotten remarried. So I've had obviously the really rough times and then I've had some good times. Uh, I tried to do the same where as far as religion, right? I I tried to base uh, our relationships off of religion. uh, And I I just don't think it took the same way as what I'd hoped. Uh, I I think there was a lack of um, effort on like the first marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, sometimes maybe it's, it's the same in my current one. I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where y- you look at something I've grown up being uh, COC uh, my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then both of them have never been COC and yeah. uh, maybe never even really been to church much. Uh, but it was very important that it, it be a part of it. So <laughs> I figured that would have, solve some of the issues and maybe we would be on the same page. Uh, I think you always find those people that are like, yeah, marriage is forever. And that just never works out. I I think people tend to forget, like you mentioned, is it takes a lot of work and effort. And part of it, I think, has to go to um, if you went to marriage counseling ever, they tell you to be open, listen. Maybe you took things the wrong way. Uh, They'll tell you to read this book, The Five Love Languages, right? Have you all ever done that? Uh, it wasn't that one specifically. We did premarital counseling. We did. We were like, oh, that's so silly. Was we're that through so in church? love, you know, like, why do we need counseling? But Oh, man, I was so against it. I thought it was the dumbest thing. <laughs> like, I've dated this girl for seven years. What is this old guy going to tell me? Yeah. I couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah. but It was probably the best thing we ever did. And it's what we recommend to every person who's considering getting married. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, the one, the one problem when it comes to the counseling, marriage counseling or regular counseling, right? The person has to want to make the effort. 
And some people fear counseling, period, whatsoever. I mean, that was my first relationship. There's no way on earth you were going to get her to a marriage counselor. However, the girl that I dated, the Judge Alex girl, right? <laughs> she, uh, she, she and I went to uh, a church-based uh, marriage counseling with mm-hmm. John Moore. And that, that was good. You know, I thought the same thing. Oh, I don't need this. It doesn't make, but it actually did teach me a lot of stuff about how to be more open to what they say and don't say, um, and not taking it the wrong way. Uh, so I think it actually is pretty, pretty good idea to do ahead of time. If, if you have the opportunity, if you have the money or, or the time, even depending on, you know, your work, work life. But yeah, I mean, I think that what, you know, we've worked with a few therapists with our, our marketing company. And, um, you know, one of the things that they have said to us is that they're kind of like a coach, you know, and that they're not really there to do it for you. They're there to point out some things that you might not see and to facilitate an environment to grow in, right. And, and, uh, an open thing. And I know one of the things that we did in the beginning was <laughs> he made us go and, and he was like, all right, you know, and I think, I don't know what the statistic is, but a big reason why people get divorced are because of finances, right? Whether they're rich, whether they're poor, you know, that, that disagreement and the financing portion of it can lead to problems. And so one of the things he gave us, we're 19 years old. I'd never done a budget. And he's like, all right, homework, go do a budget. And I'm like, how do we do a budget? You know, but he's like, you know, she's got to put her top priorities. What does she need to spend money on? And then you put down your priorities and then y'all duke it out. And I remember that was like a, that was a tough one for us to figure out. You know, all I wanted to do is race a motorcycle. So clearly all of the money needed to go (laughs) to my motorcycle racing. She did not share those same values. So yeah, because clearly you don't have a motorcycle anymore. Well, (laughs) anymore (laughs) yet. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. It's always working towards that goal. But we did do motorcycle racing. Do we need to counsel for this? Yes, we did. We did do. She needs counseling. Well, yeah. For a long time. Yeah. It's expensive to motorcycle race, though. It's too expensive and highly addicting, and I want to do it again now. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Now. Uh, well, you know, go, guys. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that uh, I also talked about in the counseling was, you know, m- mistakenly taking things the wrong way. So another book that was recommended to me is one by Byron Katie. It's uh, Who Would I Be Without Your Story? And I'm sorry, did I say that right? Who would you be without your story? So the book is basically about how you'll make all these stories up in your head just from something Heather says. And she means something completely different in the end. And you've put, you know, four or five stories in your head as to what it could be. Ah, she cheated on me. I didn't say anything like that, you know. So uh, it's a good book. If you haven't read it, you should read it. And I think it'll. Yeah, something we talk about a lot is the whole, like, if you're not communicating, then it's really difficult to learn about how to grow together. Yeah, which is funny, though, because when you say communicating, we all agree on what that word means. Like she'll say, hey, we need to make sure we're communicating. And I'm like, yeah, we're communicating. But 
you know, one of the things that I like to say is that, right. So we dated for seven years and then we got married when we were 19. It was great. Right. I mean, we were working through some stuff, but we were generally happy and willing to like duke it out when we needed to. And it was terrible. But like, that was one of the things that we were committed to was like sitting there crying, yelling. Well, I guess not tons of yelling, but just like suffering through that, man, this is bad and I'm not happy and you're not happy and it's crap. And then realizing that, like, like you said, you know, you think that you're communicating, but you're not. But so anyway, so like four years into marriage, I had gotten accustomed to Heather's like, uh, it's cold, you know, when we're laying down in bed at night and I'm like, Oh, I know what that means. Right. Well, after four years of marriage, I realized that that meant that I was supposed to get up (laughs) and turn up the thermostat and wasn't at all what I thought it meant, which was cuddling, you know? So it took me, what is that? Yeah. At least four years to figure out one thing that she said. And so I'm sitting here today going, who knows what she's actually trying to say to me that I don't know even today. Well, there's, there's verbal, verbal communication and nonverbal communication. A lot of people forget the nonverbal, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've yelled at him or you said you're okay, but yet you're red in the face or stomping your feet at the same time. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's happened before. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. I said, you can go motorcycle racing. I said it. Yeah, you did. And he's probably, hopefully, I know he has learned that, like. <laughs> Y'all heard it. That, I learned. He learned. <laughs> it's proof. You and know, you have it on recording, right? That's right. Sometimes we'll just play you this need back. your, like, your, your space for a while to think things out. And, like, like, it's hard for me to, like, have a conversation immediately when I'm super mad or upset about something. And he's, like let's fix this right now. And yeah, I'm, and I'm like, you, now. you need to go away. And I just need to like, you know, cool off. And then we can, then we can talk. I think that took a while too. So it's one of those things. So I'm, I'm really kind of curious, you know, when people have told y'all in the past, you know, y'all are so lucky, right. That y'all are not divorced yet. Y'all, y'all have kind of defied the odds. So y'all got married at 19, right? So you actually have, uh, you're less likely to get divorced if you're 23 or older. So you've already beaten that so far. Of of course, it may change after the show, but, you know, we'll see. (laughs) Um, And then on top of that, you know, first marriages are 50% likely to get a divorce. And it goes up 10% every marriage after that. So I'm already in the 60, unfortunately. But, um, and then y'all... Y'all hadn't completed college yet, obviously, because I don't even think were y'all starting college at the time. I was were in you? college. Yeah, we were both a couple years in. <clears throat> yeah, when we got married. Right? No, I proposed one year in? I don't know. after one semester. I was like, man, I found this trophy. I'll give her six months. But then after six months, I was like, man, she's going to find somebody a lot better looking than me. I better <laughs> put a ring on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they said that it's, uh, you're 13% less likely to get a divorce if you've attended college. So y'all just started. So I'm wondering, you know, is it really at the end of college or what? But I don't, I don't know if that y'all would fall into that 13% uh, decrease, but you know, had you waited, then you'd have worked through it. Uh, plus you would have reached the thir- 23. He wouldn't wait that long. 
He wouldn't yeah. weigh. 19 was pushing it. So then what, what are some big issues that have happened that you've worked through and how did you get to that point where it was like, we're good. Big <laughs> issues. No one first. <laughs> I think one of the things when we were younger was that, and I think that this happened in high school, right? Which I like some people may be like, oh yeah, you were kids and whatever. But I think that some people are our age and still dealing with this type of thing. And I think that you kind of hinted at it, John, that one of the traits that Heather had was that she would just, I mean, I'm messing everything up and then she's not telling me. And so I'm supposed to want to know what I did wrong. And I'm supposed to know what it was that I did wrong. Right. And so I'm getting the cold shoulder. And I remember one time in high school after it had happened several times, I said, look, you're telling me it's fine, but it's not fine. And I don't know what I did. So you can sit there and like be mad at me because I don't know, or you can just tell me and then I can try to fix it and maybe not do it again. But like, if you're just going to be mad at me, how's that helping our relationship? Yeah. And it took that like straightforwardness for me to be like, wow, I'm being like really dumb. You know, we just need to like talk it out. Like, why am I being weird? like this. It totally doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So like he had to like up front, just tell me what the problem was. And, um, and we got through that, but it was, uh, a big heartache for whatever reason, maybe because of the age that we were at or something, but yeah, crazy hormones in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that's what, I think that that's an example though, of other things that have happened in our marriage where there there's like this underlying problem. And I mean, I guess I can't speak to Heather, but I try to, I try to not be mad at things instantly. Right. Like if something happens that I'm not a fan of, I'm not going to get too mad at it the first time, you know, cause I'm like, well, maybe I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, that's fine. But then after it happens a couple more times, it's like eating at me inside that she's continuing to do something. And then I try to figure out, okay, what is causing that? Because we all have needs that need to be met. And I think that that's really what it boils down to in a marriage is that I have needs, you have needs, Heather has needs. As her husband, I need to know what those needs are and I need to know how I'm fulfilling those and how I'm not. And I can't always fulfill all of those needs. Like I have a jujitsu need. She tries. It's just not the same. You know, <laughs> I, I need somebody it, else yeah. to fulfill my jujitsu needs. Yep. And just so happens that that's OK. Right. Like I can go and get beat up by other people instead of her beating me up all the time. <laughs> but. You know, so after a while, I start trying to figure that out. And then if I can't reconcile that, or even if I can, usually we'll have a discussion about that. Like, look, this is how I'm feeling right now. Like, I'm feeling like you don't love me because you want me to sell my motorcycle. And I'm thinking that 
you know. I mean, if you were I'm single, you really could do hurt. anything you want. Yeah. I'm just really yeah. hurt by that because clearly you know how much I love motorcycle racing, and you're asking me to sell this bike. So, right. So, I, and then we we talk about it, and then it gives her the opportunity to actually communicate, and she says, "Alton, we have four daughters, and a business." And you're spending $5,000 a week on your motorcycle, on your credit card. So it's not that I don't love you. I just don't see where this is going. Just make me some more money. And then. Yeah. So now we have this solution like, hey, (laughs) put 100,000 in the bank and go buy a motorcycle again. Right. So now we have this opportunity to for me to voice my opinion, her to voice her opinion in this space where we're both committed to. How can we work this out? And then, yeah, and that happens. So far, it's good. We try to make it that happen on a regular basis, like even like anniversary. Oh yeah, those are always good. But what 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 about if he all of a sudden says, "Well, why do I have to give up my motorcycle and you get to still do your na- nails and hair all the time?" Well, and get your we massages. Just, and then we just talk <laughs> about it, and I say, you know, what my wants are and desires, and he listens. And then we figure out maybe a solution to that. Like maybe you can only go get your nails done once every so many months or something like that. You know, would that be, would that be something that, you know, seems fair to you or, you know, so we just, just work it out. And then those are also like training wheels for the rest of our life. Right. Because she knows that I'm always thinking how can I go motorcycle racing? And I'm just using that, right? Like metaphorically. But I think that that happens with all of us, right? Like I want to go to this, I want to go to that. And, and then, but now she knows like that I have this urge. She knows who I am and she knows the lens that I'm looking through all the time, you know? So if she tells me to be home at 3 PM one day, And I'm out with my buddy at the Ducati dealership and I don't get home until five because she knows me. And she's like, I asked him to sell his bike and he's just looking, give him those couple hours and not be on, you know, because she knows me, she knows where I'm coming from. I don't have to be a nagging wife about, you know, or maybe because (laughs) I'm like asking her to not get her nails done twice a week. You know, maybe there's something else that I got to pull wait on to make sure that that need of her feeling pretty or her having like some outing is being taken care of. But without those conversations, how do you know? And I think that that's one thing that we've done well is trying to understand that and not stepping on each other in that. Right. So instead of saying, well, I need a motorcycle, well, I need my nails done. It's like, well, how do we take care of both of that? Or is there something else? Like one of the things with the motorcycle that we talked about, because this is, I mean, this is real, right? Like there, there's a go-kart. We're going to solve your issue today. Now there's a go-kart racetrack up here. That's so much cheaper than racing a motorcycle. Right. So like we take the family up there and we go, we do the go-kart racing or we go, we take the kids, we go watch the races, right. Which is not owning a motorcycle, but it's this effort that we have to fulfill the need and, you know, being honest with those types of things, I guess. Does that make sense at all? So we're just watching the racing fulfills your need. 
Well, no, of course not. But it's like pretend, you know, we're playing pretend. Because that bothers me. Like if I'm watching fishing... All I'm thinking is, oh, I got to use that lure. I got to go. I got to go fishing. I got to try it and see if I can catch that 10 pound bass with it. Uh, okay. So quick thoughts on, on two topics in, in regards to marriage. You know, we're in a newer generation. Um, I mean, we had this discussion in my marriage, uh, I think in both is do you split money and have two separate accounts or do you combine it and have it in one, like a traditional uh, marriage in the past? I think I it just depends on the on the couple like whatever they work out together that seems like it like it makes sense i mean i know that's not a very precise answer did did y'all have this (laughs) talk beforehand or yes that's one of the the questions that we were like we had never even thought about it really until our marriage counseling uh that was a question that he had for us as well yeah i think and when we were younger we were, I was like, look, there, I have no reason to have a separate bank account than you. Right. Whatever is mine is yours. And I don't care. You know, if we blow this marriage, like we screwed it up and I don't care if you take all the money. Cause like the marriage is more important. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but then like, you know, we've, we've had some tight times where there's only so much money in that one account. And we were both spending out of it. And then we were like bouncing checks. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. And she's like, yeah, but I wanted to buy groceries. And I'm like, yeah, but I needed to buy gas. And then, (laughs) so then at that point we were like, well, this is foolish not to have separate accounts right now so that we can budget easier. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but then, I mean, I could go take all of the money out of her account if I wanted, you know? So it's not like, <laughs> like I don't have access, but I, I guess it's just, you know, personal what, preference. Yeah. I mean, when money's an issue, it's like, we need more money. Not like, I guess we kind of have this abundant mindset that, you know, there's enough, but if we're not, or if we're not managing what we do have, that's the problem. Well, you know, going back to the counseling, the marriage counseling ahead of time, right. One of the things they also talked about was, uh, the words that are, um, not excitement uh those intense words like i want a divorce or Mm. you never or you can't you know have y'all caught yourself saying those words have you corrected them you know are you mindful of what you're saying all the time when it comes to those things crickets (laughs) hey you can't have silence on radio you know it's like no dead air no i think uh I think that that's a a valid point. And I would say that for one reason or another, I think we're both pretty slow to speak most of the time. Can I say that? Is that legit? I think that's true. But I can also say that the environment that I grew up in there, it was not. You're slow speakers as in you're thinking about it before you say it. Correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, in other words, like if she makes me mad, I, when anyone makes me mad, I don't really have a, a response to yell at you or, or say hurtful things. Um, but I think part of that's just, it may have been both of our growing up. Um, I think childhood. we saw that we witnessed yeah. a lot of that, uh, verbal arsenal and we've had a lot of those conversations 
And I think probably at one point we said some things. We've definitely said some things that have hurt each other. And we both went to each other and was like, when you said this, that was, (laughs) that was rough. Don't do that. That hurts. It hurts too much. And so we trained each other. We taught each other what our boundaries were. Like, I remember saying that to Heather one time because she thought she was one of the boys and she could just say the same things that like you could say to me, John, like you could say whatever you want. I just don't really care. You can make fun of me. Like you can sit here and say, Hey Alton, you got tiny little muscles. And I'd be like, okay, well (laughs) let's do some jujitsu, John. (laughs) And then, and then let's see. Right. But if Heather sits there and like, man, your muscles are really small. Like I'm just going to cry. Uh, I'll say it right. Like coming from her, I can't handle that. Whereas if you could say it, you could have a whole stadium of people saying it. I don't care. But from her, it's like, whoa, I got a boundary here. So don't do that. And if you're going to do that, then I now I know that she knows what that's doing. And so if she's behaving in that way. He knows that I'm trying to hurt him. Yeah. Which is, you know, not cool. So I think that. I think that generally we're pretty good at that. And we're also good at communicating how, how that impacts us, you know, and where we stand on it and not just like, like when, if she sits here and says, Hey, Alton, your muscles are small. I don't just go <laughs> and then don't say anything and then go cry in a corner. I'm like, dude, why'd you say that? You said it on a podcast, man. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to cry for weeks now. So part of this marriage conversation uh i thought would be good to talk about if you do get a divorce uh if if you do it sucks uh, i'm sorry you know if if you're really attached to somebody especially 20 what did we say 24 years of marriage i mean that's it's gonna take a take a hit from both of y'all even if it is something like oh he cheated on me or she cheated on me um you, you can't get over any divorce very easily even I would say from a, a horrible relationship where maybe it was physical for sure. But, uh, some of the things I wish I knew when I was going through my divorce, uh, you know, the first thing, you know, I have a, I have a kid, uh, two kids, one's just mine and the other was, uh, mine and my first wife, you know, I, when we first, she first said, Hey, I'm leaving, we're, we're done. I was still trying to like make that marriage work. I didn't want to give up. I wanted to do the romantic, like fight for me till whenever. Well, it doesn't work like that in the real life because of of course there's attorneys that get involved in things like that. So the first thing I screwed up on was I let my youngest daughter leave with the mother. And apparently that's the number one sin because once you do that, you're saying, Hey, she's better off with that person. Mm. So for me, I was saying, you know, she's better off in my wife's hands. And I was doing it more to try to save the marriage, not thinking about, Oh, this marriage is over custody. How is that going to work out? Because I've, I've been hurt over the years due to custody agreements in the state constantly just being a problem and, and, and letting my daughter move around constantly. You know, she'd been to South Carolina, Hawaii, San Antonio. And it's like, I'm missing out on a lot of these little important things. And it could have all changed if I had just said, no, you're not taking my kid. Uh, You know, the other thing is, you know, 
a lot of people can't afford getting an attorney. You, you have to get an attorney. You don't have a choice. You'll lose. And I mean, if you can't afford one, I'm, I would say you might as well just give up uh, and just give that person everything that they want because you're going to get so screwed. Of course, if for whatever reason y'all can ever, you know, negotiate and work things through, that's the best, easiest way. But most of the time something happens. You know? Yeah. You know, I've even, uh, uh, I don't think it's like a well-known business, but I actually spoke with a financial advisor and one of her things that she was saying was, Hey, if you think you're going to have to get a divorce, come to me and let's see if I can help you figure this out. And if you're going to do it fine, but you just need a lawyer to sign the papers. But so, I mean, I'm not promoting divorce at all, but you know, if it comes down to that and it's really happening, you know, I think again, the finances can be so much of it. Right. And, um, you know, talking to a financial advisor, I don't know, it might be kind of like a counselor. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think people are advertising that, but I mean, I don't know, maybe if that's a big thing you can work through, then it might be enough to give you some motivation to keep it going. Right. Well, you know, when it comes to getting an attorney, there's different ways you can get a loan. There's also sites that discount rates for people that fall under certain salary ranges, right? Mm. Uh, I believe that's what I did when I went through my divorce is how I got my attorney paid for. Uh, And then, of course, attorneys do do pro bono work, which is free, right? But they have to do so much pro bono work due to, you know, their contract with their law firm or things like that. So you got to look around, but you've got to keep a level head. And it really is hard during a divorce to keep a level head. So if you can get a parent or a best friend uh, to support you, or if you can be that to somebody else, Mm. please do it. Because I mean, you're an emotional wreck. You'll see people lose so much weight, uh, spend a lot more time alone. They'll miss events going through Christmas and things like that's hard. Heck, even singing at church, that that was hard for me, Mm. right? Just certain songs just set you off. You're sitting in there and this is, it sucks. Um, we can relate to the divorced families. So did y'all, y'all have divorced families? Like. Yes. I mean, Parents? folks, my folks both divorced mm-hmm. at a young age. Yep. Yeah, like kindergartner before, right? Something like that? Yeah. I don't even remember. Really? Yeah, I was really young too. That's weird. So but you can remember things that happen, lots of anger, you know, and the moving around, right? Going every Wednesday and every other weekend switching houses. And it's just, it's miserable, right? Yeah. It's certainly hard on the kids. Um, at least it was on me yeah, and my right. brother. <laughs> yeah. And that's so weird. So, you know, there's a 14% more chance of y'all getting a divorce and yet y'all, y'all done so good for so long. So y'all are still, uh, we're beating the odds, babe. You're I mean, beating the odds you know, big don't, time. Don't, don't tell me the odds, you know? It's possible. It's possible for everybody, yes. even with the odds. And I think that that's one thing that, uh, you know, so I had like this nine to five for a long time. And then we, we decided we were going to work from home together. And her dad's like, well, that might not be a good idea. You know, you'll be together a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of chuckled at it, which I'm a dad of daughters, so I get it, you know. Like, hey, you need to be counseling your kids and making sure that they're not being stupid. <laughs> right. But then at the same time, we just kind of chuckled because we're like, yeah, but 
we got married because we like each other and yep. we actually want to be together. <laughs> so, so two more things on the divorce, uh, <laughs> two more, uh, notes that I had for it is another thing. Stay off social media. Social media will kill you because she'll stalk you. Her family will stalk you or him. Right. And they'll use everything against you. You didn't tie her shoes the right way. You're a horrible parent, you know, just anything. Um, and then, and then the last thing I would, I would mention is, uh, it, it sounds funny, but keep a log of everything, everything that happens, whether it's big or small, um, it makes a big difference because going over the custody battle with my oldest daughter, I mean, that those notes just added up over time and it started out small and it was like, wow, she's smoking around her. Now she's getting ear infections from it. And the doctor's even saying this and she says this, she does this, she's a stripper. She, you know, all this stuff adds up. And so it could work for you in the end. Nevertheless, you know, some of the things that I wrote down, it's like, as the kids get older, if they want to ask questions about things, I don't want to fill them with my opinions, my story, right? Here's what happened, or maybe you don't share any of this, but if you want to, it's here's what's happened. You form your opinion. I'm not talking bad about my ex-wife or myself. You just make up your own opinion. Uh, but we're still the parents uh, either way. Uh, I guess the last part before we go into our deciding factor, right, is how has COVID-19 changed the marriage at all, if any? We are working out more together since he's unable to go do his jujitsu thing and me go run with my buddies. Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> so that's different, I guess. But, you know, we work from home, so we're having to work from home already. So that hasn't changed. Uh, we certainly have lost um, clients, which is, you know, difficult. But Temporarily, just, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we just hope that we've done our best with them and that, you know, they'll um, come back because they love us when they can. So, um, but I don't know that that's hard on the marriage, but it's I don't, it's a part of our life. Well, it's definitely so. finances, right? Because right. I'm ready to buy a motorcycle and now, you know, <laughs> there goes all my profits. Right. So, But it's also she's making deal with us that work now. harder in different areas, so... Like, we just do what we got to do, you know. Hey, you, you can always go favor. Hmm? You can always go favor, you know, do the house deliveries now. Yeah. Make your oh, extra money, yeah. get your motorcycle. and. There's a lot of that, yeah. But, of that, but then the problem is, then that becomes the subject of, is that really your money since it's a side gig? Or is it still y'all's money? Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's giving you the evil eye, so watch out what you say. I mean, the thing is that you have to be on the same page. Like I'm having a very candid conversation here about how I feel about things and she knows, and we both can look at the same checkbook <laughs> and be like, dude, hello. Right. Or whatever, or the time constraints or, and we talk about our goals. We talk about the goals for the end of the week and we talk about the goals for five years from now, 10 years from now. And that's a normal conversation for us. So when these outside things are happening, COVID-19, oh, there goes all of your profits for who knows what, right? We still have the same goal. 
And we're sitting here trying to figure out, okay, well, we still have to work from home. Now we have two more kids at the house. How are we going to do that? Right. So we're still working together, knowing we still want our kids to be educated. We still need to be helping our clients. We still need to have a good relationship. How do we, how do we do it? You know, okay, well, you're going to have to look, you're going to have to work a little later. I'm going to have to work a little earlier. We're going to have to take some time off here, there. Right. And so I would say generally because of how we normally operate, it hasn't affected us. Right. Like I haven't been furloughed. It's just like, there's less money, but now we're working together and saying, how do we fill out this SBA loan? How do we, you know, what's the best thing for the kids right now? Can we do this, that, right? And so we're still attacking the same goals. It's the outside force that's, which is always happening, I think, in a marriage. There's always outside things. There's trying always life to, happening around you. Yeah. For sure. You never know what's going to happen. Well, they say the divorce rate's already going up. Oh, There's sure. more, more calls to attorneys for divorce due to COVID and everybody oh, yeah. being home and yeah. <laughs> driving each other crazy. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you both personal questions. So I'm, I'm going to mute her mic so she Uh-oh. can't hear us. So just be, between me and you, Alton, <laughs> just between me and you, since she can't hear yeah, us, we're not is, in the same room is, do you have any regrets not being on more dates as a, as an older person? You know, there's all the match tender and all that fun stuff. You know, I, I think, I think about dating right now and I'm so terrified about it. <laughs> and like, honestly, and this is something that, especially like on our anniversary, we talk about. So, I mean, I had my own trajectory in my head of things that I was going to do and how my life was going to be. I think that God had a totally different idea for me, which is why her and I started dating in seventh grade. Cause who knows what would have happened. Um, but I think when you have a good marriage and you're committed, one of the things that as we've gotten older, I think we've really realized is that like, if you read the, the part in Genesis, it talks about that God made woman as a, a helper comparable to Adam. And I think that's like kind of some funny language that I don't really get. But as I've gotten older in this marriage, I've decided that I can't be the best version of Alton without Heather. I just can't because I have my own ideas about how things work. And I think I have no hesitation to say that like without Heather in my life, knowing who I am and helping me to be better, I couldn't be who's sitting here, which still has a lot of work (laughs) to do, but it's better than it was, than I was before. You know, I'm much more proud of the person I am today than I was a decade ago. And I couldn't have been here without Heather in my life, helping me to become that. So when I think about oh, I could have motorcycle raced a little more or I could have, you know, fill in the blank, right? Done plenty of other dumb things, right? Uh I just go, man, it's not even, it's not even close. And I think that when you have a real relationship with someone, like you can convince them to be your ideal person too, if they're willing. And I feel like that's another thing that we do. So it's like, how am I going to go find a better version than what I have already? I can't, I've been working like 25 years to, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? You starting from scratch with somebody else and I'm nuts. So finding somebody that would even want to go on a date, it's just <laughs> tall order. 
All right, Heather, I'm going to bring you back in here. Here I am. I'm going to ask you a completely different question. Okay. Do you have any regrets not dating anybody or being on any of those apps at all? Like Tinder, eHarmony, any of those? Oh, no. No, I I don't regret that at all. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I, uh, feel like, uh, you know, whenever I was younger... I, I did have, you know, a couple of other boyfriends, but I was very specific in like what I wanted and I, and I knew what I wanted. And so finding that once you find what you're looking for and you know that that's going to fit. And, um, of course I didn't know everything that was going to happen. Right. But, um, you do the best you can finding a mate. Um, so you know, once once you think you know who you want to spend the rest of your life with, then um, I think working on that, you know, has always been my main goal. And like making him happy is, you know, I think a thing that I've tried to do, um, you know, as we've dated and been married, you know, so there's been a lot of work put into this relationship. (laughs) So I'm certainly, uh, I think that would be, um, kind of crazy to try to date anyone. It's kind of scary thought actually, (laughs) but it's definitely a different world. Um, you know, one last aspect I'd like to get into here is, uh, you know, kids in, in, uh, I know on cue. <laughs> on cue, here comes the kids. Um, you know, three out of four people that get divorced, get remarried. I'm one of those kids from another marriage, uh, coming into a new one plays a, uh, a very tough scenario for a lot. Um, me personally, I would say, you know, when I was in the dating scene, it was, do I want to date anybody that already has kids? Because there's, you know, can I whip them? Can I yell at them? Are they considered my kids? Are they not considered? You know, there's all these things. Um, me personally, I would actually advise anybody that has kids already. They should probably wait till their kids are, are actually out of the house, uh, before you try to get remarried. You have thoughts or opinions on that? Have you ever thought of it even? I mean, honestly, I don't even, when someone uses the word divorce, I don't even, like it doesn't register that it's possible to happen to me. That may sound crazy, but like it's not even a, it's like that happens to other people. And I know that may sound kind of foolish, but that's just how my brain processes that word. And, um, I mean, with kids, it's, it's so, it's so hard. And, um, and I can speak from experience of going through a divorce and then like seeing my mom with other guys or, you know, my dad with other girls is, I don't know. It's kind of, uh, Here's the thing, like, I think that we were meant to be with somebody else. And, you know, so I think that we all have, uh, that's a very natural desire, right? And so is the single Alton miserable better (laughs) than the married Alton miserable? I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's a hard one for me too to to comprehend just from what you know um from when I was a kid and my dad and his you know whenever he got married it was like I think there's a way to do it. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I think there's a way to do it where it's not as like hurtful for your children, which is what you're talking about. I think is like, well, is I it, think it's, it's hurtful for both. You know, right. the kids do take effect. Cause then they're like, sure. you used to do this you. and you used to be raised like this. Now you're having to go by this new person's rule. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. You know, sure. yeah. my uh, two step kids are like, Oh my goodness, we have to clean what right. <laughs> the bowls have to be on the top shelf of the dishwasher. I used to just throw them in here. Right. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if I'm an expert on this, but like, you know, like my dad, he um, just called me. He he moved away. So like uh, he was far away. So like I wasn't able to see him very often. Um, but whenever he did get married, he just called and said, uh, I got married, <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, cool. You know, like, I think wow. there's, a, there's a way to do it that isn't like, so, uh, hurtful, I guess. So that's, that's all the experience I have, I guess. With it. You know, but, but I mean, talking about that, right? Like her dad remarried, Heather has a stepsister. Is that how that, is whom that what, I love? Is that yes. what they're called? Stepsisters? That is what they're yeah. called. She's like one of my best friends now. Yes. Okay. So interesting. There's definitely some downsides, but it, it's Heather's stepsister. She feels like she's my sister. Yeah. So there's certainly a family. I'm just saying, unit. forget the odds. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Figure out a way. Yeah. And if you, I mean, I know we're we're living in a broken world, but I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of possibility, and we need to believe that. And, and just keep, keep hammering, you know, keep, keep going for it. Even when it's, when it's bleak. Hmm. All right, Heather, we're going to try this. This is going to be uh, our first guest to uh, do this with us. You ready? Sure. Let's do it. Now it's time for our deciding factor. All right. Let me try it first. You know, my deciding factors is going to be kind of a two part, right? There's going to be the the already have been married coming into it with kids. My deciding factor is really just going to be I would avoid it. Like I said earlier, don't don't get married again until at least the kids are gone. Even then, uh, you really need to do a lot of self reevaluations probably spend some time with some counselors and see if uh, if you really should get married or if there's something big you need to work on that ended it. Um, as far as, you know, if, if you've never been married and you're doing this for the first time, there's definitely some pros and cons. Uh, you have to check your level of commitment beforehand. If you're fully committed, uh, you, you know, you work through everything from finance to uh, somebody yelling at you, somebody making fun of you. Uh, religion is high on the list, right? Uh, if 
if they can mark and make every every one of those points, I think go for it. If you have any doubt, especially when it comes to the day of getting married, right? If you have any doubt that uh, maybe they're not as committed or they said something that's really, really on your mind heavily, probably should take a step back because you're going to think about that later, I think. Um, so be hesitant if you if you get married, especially in today's world. There's a lot of people out there that don't care to make the effort that some of us are and view marriage as um, kind of another dating Right. They've got reality shows out there that are making marriage seem, what is it? Uh, you can love is blind. Right. You date the person, you don't see them and then you see them. And oh, man. Oh, that's right. Y'all don't watch TV. So y'all have no idea what I'm talking about. Man, y'all got to start watching TV here. <laughs> I'm smiling. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. So. So, I mean, you know, watching some of those reality shows. Yeah, let's. Let's be mindful. Um, Heather, what would be your deciding factor as far as married, uh, getting married or staying single? In today's world. In today's world. Um, In today's world. Yeah, I just I just think that I would agree with. Are you committed to being with this person for the rest of your life? Do you want what's best for them as well as yourself? Um Obviously, I think if you're questioning these things, like, you know, find the right, find the right person. Just keep looking, uh, be patient, be prayerful about all of these things, I think is a big one. Um, and I think that anyone can find their way um, and find the right, the right person for them if they're all willing to like work for it. So I think it's up to, <laughs> it just depends on the people, I guess for me. So, um, so two cautions, is that what you're saying? Yeah. You're going to join think, me on my bandwagon. Yeah. I think, I think you should certainly like marriage is a serious thing to me. Um, so if you're not committed, then don't do it. But if you are then, and y'all both want to, uh, do the life thing together like it's awesome it's super awesome like it complete it can can complete you and the other person so nice that's what i've decided <laughs> i don't think either one of y'all pointed out the tax benefits of getting married <laughs> big tax benefits but tax benefits don't outweigh the attorney fees if you get divorced <laughs> or the fact that you'll lose half your stuff yeah Maybe more if, if they get the kids. Would she take my motorcycle? Maybe. Yeah, and then she'd sell it just to savage. piss you off. That would be savage. I couldn't live with that. So here's my deciding factor. I think it's our natural urge to want to be with someone else. I think that we all have that, that piece of us that... Um, you know, those needs that are fulfilled by other uh, outside of ourselves, right? We can do a good job of, of getting ourselves right, but um, another person makes it so much better. And that's like, it wasn't long ago, Heather and I were talking about that. Like, no matter what 
is happening. If it's COVID-19, if it's a grandfather passing, if it's me getting laid off the day before my twin daughters are born, if it's me racing my motorcycle and setting the fastest lap of the entire, like whatever is happening, it's better with uh, a partner. And so if it's bad, it's not so bad. And when it's good, it's so good. I mean, we were on our anniversary and we're literally, this is a whole COVID-19 thing, right? Where everyone's supposed to be social distancing and nothing's open. So we're just like literally stuck in our car driving around. And it was great. I mean, would I rather been, you know, in Tahiti on a beach somewhere? Sure. Right. But like, it was so good. And I feel that I know that the, you know, I've lived through my parents' divorce and that was crap, but man, I'm saying risk it, risk it and be willing to commit. Like, and I remember it was even several years into our marriage. Like I had some trust issues. Like I just, I was afraid to love fully. I always kind of guarded my heart and said, "Uh, but what if, what if, you know, I can't really love her a hundred percent. I mean, I did. Right. I mean, I thought, but then it was like, I had this little piece that I was guarding when I opened up and said, forget it. If it's going to be bad, I'm going to just bleed out here. That's what's going to happen. And so when I did that, I think that our marriage relationship got better. So I think that number one, like y'all said, you got to be committed. Number two, you need to get your own head on right. Because I think our marriage was hindered by my own attitude. And when I was willing to just sell out and say, man, she stomps all over me. So be it. It got better. And it's so good now. Like, I feel like, man, I wish everyone had what I have, but I, I can't give what I have to other people. They got to <laughs> gotta put in the work too. So I'm saying go for it. But yeah, it's got to be right. And I, I agree with what y'all said, but man, don't look at the stats. Look at yourself, read the Bible, figure out what love actually is and whether or not you can do that and work on it. So you're saying caution or are you all in? Man, I'm all in on this. Come on. This is like everybody needs to get married. Like as far as marriage goes, if you could if you could put like like we can't measure it. Right. Right. You're looking at us sitting here, you don't know how much our marriage is worth. But like for me, I'm like, I'm the billionaire in the marriage. So you got a lot of people that are married, but their marriage is broke. You look at their marriage bank account, there's nothing in it. Right? It's a piece of paper. But I'm I'm stacking gold over here. So I'm sitting here saying, hey, my bank's full. Like, jump on the train because you could fill your bank up, too. There's nothing keeping you from it. I mean, there are things, but you can work through them. That's what I think. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that does it. So anything else you want to add, Heather, since this is your uh, first time? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> it's All been great, though. Thank you. No, no problem. It was a pleasure having you. Uh, wish I could have gotten more dirt and stirred up the, the pot a little more, but you know, maybe we'll do it next time. Play that guitar, man. I want to hear it again. Crank it up. <laughs> so I uh, appreciate y'all listening today. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. We need uh, your help to build our shows. Everybody say bye. Adios. Later. 
This has been another episode of The Deciding Factor. Giving you food for thought on real-life issues. Be sure to click, like, and subscribe to this podcast. As well as all your big social media outlets, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't forget to check out our website at thedecidingfactorpodcast.com and give us comments and feedback. Until next time, stay safe and remember to keep an open mind. 